Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is brought to you by Lossico. So today we will discuss the newspaper articles for 24th as well as 26th July that is for Saturday and today Monday. So this will be a comprehensive analysis for both the days. So we will discuss the newspaper articles, four of them are there. So the first one is from the Hindu newspaper, which is titled as Empowering Nature with Biocentric Jurisprudence. So this talks about giving priority to the biodiversity in nature and the other flora and fauna and not just paying attention towards the anthropogenic, that is the humans or just the human beings. So what can be done in this direction has been discussed in this article. The second one again is from the Hindu newspaper which is titled as A Bill to Stop Strikes at Ordnance Factory. So this talks about streamlining and making the defense procurement and the defense manufacturing more aligned as well as to make sure that the ordnance factories, now what are these factories and how strikes can be stopped in such factories. So for that purpose this bill has been designed and drafted. So what is it we will discuss in this article. So the next article is uh, titled as Getting India's Military Convergence Formula Right. So this talks about having the Indian Air Force on the right track and as to what are the issues that the Indian Air Force is currently facing and what are the recent lack or the, the recent limitations that are being faced by the particular wing. And finally, we have the fourth article for the day, which is titled as A Problem of Adjustment. So this talks about the new rules or the new aim of the European Union and the entire circle that has been put up to make sure that that the carbon emissions are reduced with the coming times and finally it can be reduced to zero in the coming times as well. So this newspaper analysis is brought to you by me. My name is Sheva Khan and I'm a law graduate and had completed my BALB law degree in the year 2019. If you wish to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter as well as LinkedIn. The links are there in the description box below. So let's quickly get started with the first article of the day which talks about empowering nature with biocentric jurisprudence. Now here four things are very important in this article. Firstly is this case law that is the Supreme Court in the case of MK Rajneet Ranjit Singh and others versus Union of India wherein it has sought to move away from an anthropocentric basis of law. Now from this case law, the other three important things that we need to understand is that what do we mean by biocentrism? What do we mean by anthropocentrism? And finally, what is the problem of the overhead power cables? So let's first get started with the judgment that has come up in this case. So basically, Supreme Court in the case of MK Ranjit Singh and others versus Union of India has actually sought to move away from the anthropocentric basis of law. Now here is a quick tip for all of you that whenever there is the use of word anthropogeny, anthropo or anthro, it somehow connects to the human being, the evolution of human or giving priority to the human, basically connecting with the human beings. So definitely anthropocentrism being an amalgamation of two words wherein we have the anthropo and we have centric. So this would mean wherein we pay the maximum attention or the most important factor is the human being. And that is what the Supreme Court in this case has said that it is high time now that we move away from the anthropocentric basis of law and we make sure that we become more biocentric. Now by biocentric, by bio we mean something that is to do with nature, environment, something that is natural and centric we obviously mean that something that focuses on a particular aspect. So here the judgment says that the court said that in all the cases where overhead lines in power, now which 
takes us to the fourth most important point of this article which talks about the overhead lines in power now these are very simple things that you can understand that if now we are walking around now except for you are walking in chandigarh because mostly the electricity and the wiring over there is all underground but otherwise generally where we live so we have these wire extensions right so these are the electric electricity wires that are connected through poles just besides the roads so these are called as the overhead lines in power now these which we have in our basic local communities or localities these are still very you know of not that high of voltage though yes cause there enough to cause death but still when you know they are into areas that are near the power grid or they are near the power houses so they have very high intensity voltage running through them so the court has said that where these overhead lines are there uh, these uh, projects exist the governments of rajasthan and gujarat specially shall take steps to install the bird diverters now these bird diverters are something that they given some rays that the birds they are not able to move towards these power grids and thus they can be saved from being caught up in these live wires so it also affirmed and emphasized the biocentric value of eco preservation now again we are talking about the eco preservation wherein we want to preserve and conserve and we want to safeguard our ecology and our environment and for that we need to become more and more biocentric which means that we should less be lesser of selfish and be we should not just think about humans and our growth rather we should also think about the ecology at large So here the overhead power cables are a threat to the life of bird species especially the great indian bustard which lacks frontal vision now here one thing that we need to know about the great indian bustard which is one of the you know um, very important species that is found on the sides of rajasthan and towards the west in we have pakistan this the quality of this bird is that it lacks frontal vision which means that it cannot really see very clearly due to which what happens is that it is not really able to make out the difference if at all there is any wire in front of it and there are very very you know high chances and a lot of cases happen wherein they get caught up in these live wires and they die and that is why we need to take steps so that we can divert these birds especially the great indian bustard to not move towards these areas Now we've already understood that what do we mean by biocentrism and anthropocentrism. So basically, as we know, that anthropocentrism is opposite, you know, uh, uh, to the philosophy of biocentrism, and it actually says that of all the species on the earth, humans are the most significant. All right. So this is the basic concept about the anthropocentrism. And if we know about the species in danger, so it's not just these, but even the broken wires and other things can also cause problems. Like for example. In Africa 50 years ago just 50 years ago there were 4.5 lakhs lions but now there are only 20000 left so can we understand that how badly are we impacting onto the lives of these uh, you know uh, wild species and if you understand the IUCN list has 37400 species that are gravely endangered so these are birds and animals that are gravely endangered under the IUCN So, if we understand about some of the endangered species of India, there are a lot of them. Like we have the Himalayan monal. So, basically, it's a bird also known as the pheasant. Then we have the hulok gibbon. Uh, gibbon. Then we have pygmy hog. We have the Bengal tiger. We have leopard cat, Malabar civet, Asiatic lion, wild ass, Great Indian bustard, Jordan's courser. So, there are a lot of birds and animals, you know, that are under the endangered species list. And definitely, we need to be more responsible towards them. 
let's discuss about the second article which talks about the essential defense services bill which is a very good bill indeed so the ministry of state of defense has actually introduced this bill in the lok sabha recently so let's understand into very crisp as to what this bill aims to so it it is there to provide for the maintenance of essential defense services so as to secure the security of the nation and the life and property of public at large for matters connected therewith or incidental thereto so basically this is way to a legal language let me break it down for you into simpler words so it simply says that we need to maintain some essential defense services like uh, for example friends we have uh, the essential commodities act so there are a few things some food grains some pulses some cereals that are under the essential services which means that no matter what their quality should be maintained and it should be made possible every time that they are available to the people at large they are available as food items like we have you know we have petroleum and you know such things so these are the essential commodities which means that even in the times of crisis these should be available now similarly when we talk about the defense of the country or the security of the nation definitely there are some essential defense services as well right then for example there could be some kinds of uh, basic guns armories some kinds of artilleries that they require some kinds of gunpowder so, so such basic defense services which are required and that is why this bill says that we should make sure that we are able to prohibit the strikes and lockouts in any industrial establishment or unit that is engaged in essential defense so if at all there is an industry or there is a unit that is engaged or that is working in making or producing such essential defense services so it should be made sure that no in no any situation any strikes or lockouts can take place over there because obviously the impact can be very severe and ultimately it can hamper not just that particular one industry or industrial unit rather the security and the defense of the entire nation at large and that is why the main objectives of this bill is to prevent the staff of the government owned ordinance factories now please keep it in mind that here we do not mean ordinance factories rather we mean ordinance factories so ordinance basically means the basic uh, the basic kinds of essential commodities equipments goods uh, the uh, armories that are required for the defense purposes so if at all there is any government owned ordinance factory so they should not be going on strike and currently in india we have 41 such factories and also we should be able to ensure maintenance of the essential defense services in all established connected with defense or in all establishments connected with defense so definitely now we understand that this bill was necessary to improve the autonomy accountability and efficiency of the ordinance suppliers so let's discuss the third article for the day which talks about the indian air force this the article from today's newspaper so this talks about the indian air force and india's military convergence so recently what has happened is that the indian air force air chief marshal rks bhadoria has recently given a rebuttal to the chief of defense staff general bipin rawat's description of the indian air force as a supporting arm in an interview and basically it says that it is not just a supporting arm rather it has a very very important role to play and also this has also pointed out that what are the basic requirements or the limitations that the indian air force is facing at the current situation 
so currently the issues are that the 25% they are 25% short on the fighter squadrons pan service shortage of about 400 pilots and approximately 10% of their authorized strength is not there and this will actually affect credibility to deter the adversary so in the times of emergencies definitely if there is any shortage of the pilots or any kinds of air force fighter jets so definitely this would show up in the times of emergencies now this article also talks about some solutions that can be taken in this regard so common understanding should be there of the basic small nuances the basic small details of the military air power and thus it should be taken very carefully second the confidence needs to be developed that rightly staffed apex joint organizations can draw up professional operational plans for air power as well and that is why professional education is something that they need more in this direction and finally we need to synergize now by synergizing here we mean that by following the sequence of written concepts refinement through consultation simulation or tabletop board gaming field evaluation as well as analysis so when it comes to even theory practical learning skills education professional education all of these things should be brought together and the people or the you know the staff that is working in the indian air force should be made to synergize with all this kind of energy and also all these kinds of learnings as well So with this let's discuss the last article for the day which talks about the European Union law and the Indian adjustments. So recently the European Union has introduced a new legislation which is called as Fit for 55. So it aims to cut its greenhouse gas emissions by 55% by 2030 and also to become net zero by 2050. And that is why it says Fit for 55 which means that its greenhouse gas emissions would be reduced by 55% by the coming time of 2030. So let's understand about this legislation in a greater detail. So it opens actually new markets for the Indian industry. Like as we know that currently also Indian industry is exploring significantly in the electric vehicles because now even India wants to develop clean and green energy, and that is why we are also focusing on bringing more and more electric vehicles, at least 30% of the electric vehicles to be among the total transport system by the time of 2030. So definitely this will open new market for the Indian industry because since if European Union also wants to become uh, you know a net zero emission country countries. or even they want to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions so definitely india can be a good supplier of these electric vehicles however it also introduces a potentially adverse policy called the carbon border adjustment mechanism so basically this is the cbam so let's understand about it so the carbon border adjustment mechanism will require the foreign producers to pay for the carbon emitted while manufacturing their products now what will happen is that many a times what happens is that those products that might seem very much valuable or value for money at the global level but when we try to introspect into the details of their manufacturing it is found out that they actually emitted so much of carbon and other kinds of greenhouse gases into the environment that actually maybe economically they are quite cheap but ecologically they were very very expensive so basically this initiative of the cbam which is the carbon border adjustment mechanism will actually adjust the carbon or the greenhouse gases emitted in the manufacturing of such kinds of products and now the foreign producers would be required to pay for the carbon that they have emitted while they were manufacturing their particular product in order to discourage the consumers from buying carbon intensive products so definitely what will happen is that now if we will have to pay for the carbon emission that they are doing for manufacturing a particular product so ultimately the price of that product in the global market will also increase because currently 
they do not really have to pay for the kind of emission that they are doing but if at all they are required to do so so the product price will also increase and thus the buyers will not be incentivized to buy this particular product in the international market and that is why what will happen is that in the long run such car products that are more carbon intensive which means that actually require more emission of greenhouse gases for their manufacturing they will be discouraged and thus the buyers will not buy them and thus the producers would not want to produce them so this adjustment will be applied to energy intensive products like iron and steel aluminum cement fertilizer electricity etc that actually require a lot of energy and carbon emission for their manufacturing so let's understand that what would be the effect on india so india is europe's third largest trading partner and it does not have its own carbon tax or cap and thus there is a good chance that india might lose approximately 1 to 1.7 billion dollars of exports of energy intensive products because when it comes to cement steel etc so india also is a good exporter of such things which are very much energy intensive which means that in the ultimate thing when we are trying to adjust the carbon they would not be very globally competitive so specifically here we are talking about the steel and aluminum so in this regard what should india actually do India should enter clean technology partnerships with European industries to enhance competitiveness of its high-tech stainless or alloy products. So definitely, if we have the raw materials, what all we need to do is that we need to have better technologies, cleaner technologies. Like for example, we recently have had the green uh, hydrogen plant in Mathura. So such things should be done wherein we can procure better products at lesser ecological costs. Secondly. Indian companies should invest in more renewable electricity and energy efficiency like for example we have the solar power so in india now we have also are thinking we are also thinking about manufacturing the photovoltaic cells and the solar panels in the country itself so that the solar power can become a more sustainable renewable source of energy we should adopt science based targets for emission reduction and internal carbon pricing to incentivize low carbon choices and also the government can extend the perform achieve trade scheme to more industries and provide finances to the msmes and to upgrade themselves and finally we can try to diversify our exports to other markets and products as well so this was all for the day we hope it was a good and informative session for you all thank you so much for staying tuned with lossico please like and subscribe to our channel if you like the session thank you so much